All right, hello, and welcome to a special April Fool's edition of Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime podcast. Uh, for this April Fool's, we decided to go back, uh, way back to uh, 1984, to talk about a cartoon about uh, a car that undergoes a, a strange transformation. <laughs> uh, yeah? We refer to, of course, Turbo Teen. Turbo Teen is my favorite show that younger people always assume that I'm making up. Like, I've had people absolutely refuse to believe me until I showed them some of it on YouTube, and even then they were like, how did you put this on YouTube? Yeah, it it very do- much does feel like an Adult Swim gag or something. Or like, um, com- no, uh, what's that when comedy channel thing? Uh, adult Swim? Internet, whatever. No, uh, no, there's an internet one. What the fuck? Never mind. Uh, Newgrounds? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, it is kind of Newgrounds. Well, it's better animated than you might get on Newgrounds, because that's all Flash. But it's it's such a weird concept that it entirely sounds like you're making shit up about an old 80s cartoon to explain. Like, it's the synthesis of other old, weird cartoons. Yeah. But because it exists, any other gag about most other cartoons sound real because this fucking thing exists? (laughs) Alright, so we should talk about the premise of this show. (laughs) Yes. Because it's fucked up. And this is helpfully explained to us um, in the opening sequence. Yes. So you, you get a preview of what you're in for. Yes. So, uh, so Brett Matthews, your typical all-American teen, he's got a sweet, uh, he's got a sweet sports car. Was it's kind of a Corvette-ish thing? Trans Am-ish, sort of. It's kind of intentionally nondescript. It looks like at least two or three different kinds of cars. Oh yeah, we're not paying licensing money for this thing, and God knows the car companies don't want to be associated with it. Yes, it is very much like mid 80s sports car it it's got a little bit of camaro to it it's got a little bit of trans am to it yeah it's a convertible but the back half of the car isn't a convertible only the it's kind of a t-top yeah kind of anyway not quite a t-top he's driving this car in a storm actually goes has a horrifying car accident where he crashes right through the window of a secret government lab <laughs> and gets you know. shot with a beam that combines he and his car into a single being. Now, instead of like a horrific fusion of man and car that begs for death, uh, he <laughs> is like a, a, a boy who turns into a car. And that would be kind of okay if it were just like, okay, I'm a, I'm a person, and then there's like a flash of light, or like a, like, you know, I spin around, or something yeah. like Linda Carter, and then I'm a car. Yeah. No, no this is like, what this is um, a Cronenbergian nightmare of man turning into vehicle. His hands turn into tires. And it's not stock animation. It's just every it's transformation different every time. lovingly yeah, and slowly hand animated. <laughs> and it happens it, it's, multiple times an episode. It's weird that it's so, like, well-detailed animation. And it's never, like, the same style. Like, sometimes the headlights is, are his mouth. Sometimes they're, like, his nipples or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it, it, I, would, I would ask... 
what kind of weird fetish cartoon are you making me watch? But I remember watching this at least a few times as a child. There's like a weird focus on his butt expanding into like the back of a car. I absolutely yeah. remember watching it at some point as as a child and like later as a teenager it being one of those things where I was like did I make that up? And then, you know, yeah. the internet assured me that no, it it was not just you. This was a real thing. It, it's the 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 transformation is so slow and rather well drawn for this weird body horror shit. It's like, was this someone's fetish? There was one piece of merchandise made for the show. It's, uh, other there than the was, occasional shots of his took... ass becoming a bumper, it's not that sexualized, but <laughs> it's just so weird. No. Why does it exist? They took, they had a Matchbox model kit of Turbo from GoBots, uh, which I actually had the GoBots version of as a kid. Uh, but they took that and just gave it a human face, and it was Turbo Teen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was, there. there's at least one uh, YouTube video of this toy model kit thing, and uh, yeah, it's not great. No. But I mean, it's still somewhat less horrifying. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely a less horrifying transformation, even if it's a much less convincing human mode. Yes. And so this uh, this is a product of Ruby Spears Animation, and they were uh, Ruby and Spears were initially um, employees of Hanna Barbera, and they they were the guys who created Scooby Doo. Yep. Oh. But and they sort of split off, formed their own company in the seventies, and uh, produced a number of like at least memorable series from that time. Uh, Thundar mm-hmm. the Barbarian. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Rubik Weird. the Amazing Cube. That's less uh, great. I remember it exists. Uh, the 80s Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. Eh. Uh, the Mr. T cartoon. That definitely existed. Uh, Sectors. <clears throat> Ooh, a toy uh, line that almost no one remembers. Speaking of which, the Centurions. Which I mostly just remember which, because yeah. uh, in the early 90s, Cartoon Network played that cartoon. Man and Machine, Power Extreme. Yes. Also, it had Neil Ross from Transformers. Uh, yes. um, the yeah. a, the late eighty Superman series, which I remember fondly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Inexplicable Police Academy cartoon. Yes. Oh, right. That's the thing that existed. Let's let's make a children's cartoon out of this eighties boob comedy. <laughs> yes. Well, well, that happened an awful lot. I mean. The Killer Tomatoes got a cartoon. This is true. Uh, Toxic and, Avenger got a cartoon. And then I th- what the fuck? And then I think their last thing was the uh, Mega Man cartoon. Yes. Uh, their last oh. one, according to Wikipedia, after the Mega Man cartoon was Sky Surfer Strike Force. Oh, that's a show I watched. Ooh, that was a mistake. <laughs> Who can ever forget? Sky Surfer Strike Force. The answer is everyone. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. And how how can I forget it? Because they had a guy named Sore Loser. S O A R. It's like that's one of those things that sounds better as a title than as an actual show. Also, I think that was dubbed in Vancouver, so I think it had a bunch of Beast Wars guys on it. I think maybe the main bad guy was Richard Newman. Oh. 
Maybe. I Ooh. think Scott McNeil is one of the surfers. Scott McNeil might have been Sore Loser. Yeah. He seems like a guy who would play a guy named Sore Loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he Upon does. Making a bad jokes. Oh, yeah, Anyway, so the the episode that we are watching today is Dark Rider and the Wolves of Doom. episode for two reasons uh one of them being that there are extremely few episodes of this available anywhere uh apparently according to wikipedia uh i guess warner brothers currently has the ruby spears catalog uh and they have not seen fit to release it as part of the <laughs> warner archive for some reason my god why probably a couple reasons one of which we'll get to later Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll mention that. But uh the other reason is that uh Dark Rider is apparently as best as can be determined from existing evidence. Uh sort of a recurring villain uh who is voiced by our our favorite Frank Welker. And it's Frank Basically. Welker just doing Dr. Claw. Yeah, Kinda, it's straight well. up his Dr. Claw voice. It's Dr. Claw with, like, a little bit of Destro, although he wasn't Destro, but... Well, character-wise, yes, but his voice is just, it's it's his Dr. Claw voice. Well, Dr. Claw is a little growlier, I think. Unless I'm remembering the wrong voice. Anyway, uh, this episode was written by Michael Maurer, who uh, has a pretty interesting resume. I mean, he's uh, written for animation since, like, the 70s. Ooh. And still working today, according to his IMDb page. Nice. What's he doing? Uh, he wrote something. Uh, he wrote that Pac-Man series that was out a couple years ago. Really? What? I didn't realize there was a Pac-Man series out a couple uh, years Pac-Man ago. Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. Is that a newer uh-huh. one? Or is that the it's old from, one? Uh, it says it ran from 2013 to 2015. What? I never heard of that. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> But, I mean, we've got a ton of stuff in here. We've got uh, Extreme Dinosaurs, Sky Surfer Strike Force, yeah. um, the Problem Child cartoon, which which actually had Gilbert Gottfried in it. Oh, man. Which is another thing that's surprising that existed. Uh, Captain Planet, Captain N, the Game Master. <gasps> I watched the heck out of that show. The man. Karate Kid animated show. <laughs> which... Is a thing that I knew existed, but I don't think I ever saw. A couple episodes of Kid Video. <gasps> Yay! Um, the Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, which was the show in which the Fonz and his friends from Milwaukee traveled through time. What? As kids in the 50s I were known to do. Like, they, they actually got into a time machine run by a girl from the future who was voiced by Dee Dee Khan from Greece. <laughs> and it sent them going uncontrollably through time, and it was narrated by Wolfman Jack. The, okay. Wow. Well, I know I've seen a 
cartoons of Wolf made Jack. My but, favorite thing know. about the eighties was the nostalgia for the fifties. <laughs> yeah, because um, that is weird. I mean, I I almost don't believe that existed, but in some part of my brain, I know there was a Laverne and Shirley cartoon. Where, so they ran in a block with that one. It was a Laverne and Shirley cartoon. I where they joined the army and their commanding officer was a talking pig. What? Voiced by <laughs> Welcome Back Cotter's Horshack. Now I don't believe in existence. And <laughs> and in both of those shows, like that's actually Henry Winkler voicing the Fonz. Oh, it was that era of things when you could get the actual actors to voice the characters. Ron Howard is in that show. <laughs> well, it's Ron oh Howard. My God. <laughs> He's good at voice work. Oh man, yeah. Also, similar. Uh, something else I saw on the Ruby Spears uh, on on the Ruby Spears Wikipedia page. Uh, also, Frank Welker related was the Punky Brewster cartoon, which I really enjoyed as a small child. And I assume that also had actual Soleil Moon Fry on it? Yeah. Also Frank Welker. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> and speaking of Frank Welker, he is not just uh, the bad guy. So the, uh, our main cast, we've got uh, Brett Matthews, the titular Turbo Teen, whose voice actor did not do a whole lot, although he was also on Bionic 6. Oh, well then. Uh, you've got his best friend, Alex, who is played by T.K. Carter, uh, probably best known as the uh, the chef in The Thing. Really? He's, he's the oh. guy who's on, like, roller skates, and he's listening to Stevie Wonder. Wait, what? Uh-huh. Was he he's... on Bionic 6, too? He, it's not on his Wikipedia page, but he is in one of my favorite 80s movies, Runaway Train. <laughs> oh. And he was one of the um, breakdancers who hung out with tracks in that one episode. <laughs> that is not surprising. Alex is very much the black friend. He is the he's black like, friend. Yeah. I would say he's maybe not a jazz level of black, but he's a blaster level of black. Yeah. Uh, you've also got his girlfriend, Patty, voiced by Pamela Hayden, best known as Millhouse on The Simpsons. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yes. Well, if you listen, she kind of sounds like Millhouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're right. And you've also got his dog, Rusty, voiced by Frank Welker. And when I saw Welker in this, I wasn't, I, I hadn't seen the show before, and I wasn't sure, is this the kind of show where the dog talks, or a show where the dog doesn't talk? <laughs> Turns out it's a show where the dog doesn't talk. Yeah, well, so he's Frank it, Welker. It, it's the rule that you only have one talking animal or vehicle, usually, for her <laughs> cartoon show. It, it's the Hanna-Barbera <laughs> formula. I mean, except for... um. Clue Club, where there was two talking dogs, but they weren't talking to people, they were just talking to each other. Okay. And that was the problem, was when they brought in Scrappy-Doo. I mean, it was one yeah, thing... Yeah, that threw off the formula. If you had, like, just an occasional second talking dog, like, like say, Scooby-Doo's cousin Scooby-Dum, <laughs> which is exactly where I'm going. But when you bring in another regular talking animal, like Scrappy-Doo, then you get nobody likes Scrappy-Doo. Because no. he was the extraneous talking animal. And also talking totally coherently, unlike his uncle. <laughs> yes. I mean, I figured if this dog was going to talk, it would be a ruh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-roh-
No. He's just, he's just a dog. Anyway, so they are, we open this episode, they're driving around, um, well, uh, Alex is driving around inside his friend. Yeah, so we go straight to just, he's already a car. So, yes. you know, when you have a, a concept like this, where there's like, a transformation involved a lot of times like i think of the anime formula where you like hold that back for important plot points no they do it like every five minutes on the show like at least once an act he's a car yes <laughs> because apparently it's whenever he gets hot See, they say, like, I forget whether it's in the opening credits or, or the Wikipedia page. They say something about how, like, when he's exposed to extreme heat, then he turns into a car, and then extreme cold turns him back. Except it's Which, like, you you throw a blanket over him, and he turns into a car. Really? And you, that like, I, I didn't even splash get that feeling him from with a episode. glass. That's the the official framing of it but you then you like splash some water it's like ranma one half except I, I instead of turning into like, a girl he turns into a red trans am i because i barely remember this cartoon i thought it was just automatic except for the one time some water splashes on the back of his car and he turns into a person again like that's the only time the transformation seems triggered well oh no he does fall into a pool but yeah, right. Yeah, he falls into a pool. He says something about like when he's dancing that he's like getting warm, and then he turns and there's that whole terrifying oh, sequence just... that we'll get to. And oh, yeah, God. so yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the one half thing. Oh, weird. Yeah, the concept is that when he gets hot, he turns into a car, and then when he gets cold, he turns into a person again. Except it really seems to be very, like I said, you throw a blanket over him and he'll turn into a car. Yeah. You splash some water on him and he'll turn back into a person. It's, Let's just it's, say he's not getting past first base with that girlfriend of his. No, he's really not. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Maybe that's he's a, why he's he's trying to get a cure. Because he is occasionally trying to get a cure. I mean, who wouldn't? This is horrifying. It's very horrifying. Also, there's a part in the opening credits I just want to mention that's like, it just splits into different panels of like clips from the show and one of them is just him in car mode like slowly chasing some people up some <laughs> stairs and yeah, it's, it's very night rider the uh the intro it is, it is yeah if david yeah. hasselhoff were also the car that, that, well that's the yes. concept of this entire show basically so yes we are on dark rider and the wolves of doom uh episode eight apparently yeah so, Not that it really matters. So Alex is driving around. He's got uh, the the dog in, also in him, and uh, they drive along alongside. I guess an exchange student or something from their. We're well, not an exchange student because her her dad lives here. She's just very French. It's Monique. Yes, yes she's extremely French. Yes, As, like they're. I, I was barely understanding. I I thought that that his friend said, "Oh, I know her from Friends." It's like, wait, what? They what? Oh, hey, it's it's Courtney Cox. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I, wait, what? But I think he actually said French, because she's French and has a ridiculous so, cartoon accent. Oh my god, yes. I want to be an exchange student in another country and just take English. That's so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not as French as her father, who we'll get to. Yes, but of course, being French, she is, uh, of course, a very snooty. 
and uh, no, Alex is trying to hit on her, and she's all like, "No way, American pig dog." Also, Alex is not in the driver's seat. No, no she's in the driver's yeah, seat. It's weird. Like, it, it's clearly not like a publicly known thing that this guy turns into a car. No, but it's and apparently yet, a publicly known thing still... that there's a talking car out there, maybe? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that drives itself. So anyway, he's all up. So, you know, they've got to get uh, to cheerleading practice to pick up Patty. So they are, they take a shortcut, apparently into the post-apocalypse. Well, there, there's a badly spelled sign that it's like condemned housing project going up, but the, it, the condemned is missing a few vowels. <laughs> yes. Farmed out. Yeah. So. So yeah, and, and this is where they're they're, they're con- in an eighties style post apocalyptic movie now. Yeah, and this is where they're confronted with the Dark Rider, who is Frank well, Welker. You say the Dark uh, Rider, but it's it's Bigfoot without his muscle machines. Yeah, it is, he's just driving around the streets in a purple monster truck. I, I don't think those things are street legal. No, uh, it's like, not I was confused for a while. I don't know. Cause... I've seen some pretty big ones driving around. Uh, I will say if you're driving something that large in the city, yeah, in the maybe city, don't be illegal. like secretly a, some kind of supervillain because people will notice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, th- this is his standard vehicle, apparently. It's his giant monster truck. It's, I think it's like Jeep monster truck or something, but it it's not subtle at all. There's no way he hides, and yet he does hide around corners a couple times. Oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like, and and until like about five or ten minutes into the episode, I didn't realize. Oh, there's actually a guy driving. I thought, oh, this is another sentient vehicle person. Oh god. Well, because you yes. don't see the Dark Rider. Well, you never get a clear shot of him. He's always in a trench coat and hat. But you don't see him until after Turbo Teen transforms back to a person. Yeah, he's either dressed like a 70s Times Square flasher uh, or the, the the Phantom when he's undercover. He's dressed like Old Snake from Transformers. Oh, yeah. Yes. There was a point where I was, like, expecting them to reveal his face and him having, like, a Cobra Commander mask. Yeah. I really want, yeah. like, the last episode reveal to have been that actually he is his car and this is just some sort of, like, hollow matter avatar thing. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't yeah, think that sense. actually happened. I, I seek to end my own curse. You must either <laughs> cure me or kill me, Turbo Teen. <laughs> Just wear vehicles all over the place. <laughs> and it, was, it was various antics with an elevator and escaping. And, and it turns out he's got like a rocket boost. Yeah. Um. Okay. He's got rocket boost. What, what What exactly is that? Did the car originally have that when they were fused together? Or is this something he discovered he could do be, by farting? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I assume that's actually like the liquefied remains of his uh, human form. <laughs> being uh, burned like hydrocarbons and uh, used to propel him through the air. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with it. Because, uh, I mean, as we're about to see, stuff that happens to the car doesn't necessarily happen to him. But it maybe kind of does. 
so anyway, they end up smashing through a bunch of floors of this derelict building. Um, the Dark Rider knocks a bunch of barrels and nails at them, and it blows the... out Turbo Teen's tires. Oh, they were, they also, were supposed to be nails? Sort of a yes. recurring like fold thing. Of ice or something. It's a bunch of white shit that comes out. There's a kind of recurring thing going on here where there's a lot of conveniently car-sized architecture in this city. Yes. yes. Like doorways and stairways. <laughs> windows. <laughs> You it's much just, like can... how in Transformers, everything can accommodate these giant robots. Yes, you can drive a car through literally any building. There's a big car-sized elevator they try to hide in. It just seems weirder because it's a sports car. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess there was a construction elevator that parts, maybe. Not as ridiculous yeah. as him going through doorways in his own house later. Anyway, so it, it blows out his tires, and it, surely at this point he should be, oh, oh, God, my hands and also feet. <laughs> yeah. They're full of nails. Yeah, the the implied body horror is really horrific, and the fact that the cartoon doesn't really talk about most of it makes it weirder. Yes. Whoa, I just heard. Hello, phone. Yeah, sorry, that was actually my computer rebooting. Oh, okay. Oh. Anyway, he, he ends up getting splashed with water. On his, something. The, like the back, on the back end of his car, and so we get a focus on that as it morphs back into his butt. Well, yeah. Well, he, like his front end transforms to a person first, and I figured, okay, the back end's transforming too. It's obvious, we've seen it. No, we get to see the second, the back half transform back, and, and we realize uh, he's dummy thick, and his, his tire cheeks are clapping so much that it's alerting the dark rider. <laughs> <laughs> And the Dark Rider is just, like, we don't know why. He just wants the car. Yeah. Does this show, like, have, like, an actual first episode that introduces everything? Or does it just jump into, oh, he's already a car? I don't know, because when I've watched other shows from around this period, by which I mean kid video, they they do totally just... They they assume that the opening credits is enough and that you're probably not going to see these episodes sequentially anyway. I mean, I feel like Transformers only got the first episode that it did because it, it was like a three-parter that aired maybe, separately. Yeah. It was sort of a, I mean, it was very much a pilot in a way that, you know, these Saturday morning cartoons didn't need because they just got network approval up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they got a pilot that was through a different process than having, like, a three-episode thing that's going to air by itself, and then you pick up the entire series. Yeah. And this this only ran 13 episodes somehow. (laughs) Why wouldn't it get a second season? It was so (laughs) good and not terrifying and upsetting at all. I didn't find it as so upsetting as a, you know, like, six-year-old, seven-year-old. <laughs> anyway, so Brett's got a wet ass, turns back <laughs> into a person. He's just got his dog and his best friend sitting on him. Yes. <laughs> he loses a And shoe. so he makes a break for it, but, le- yeah, leaves a shoe behind, and uh, the Dark Rider's all, hey, maybe that kid... You know, where'd the car go? Maybe the, the, the kid turns into the car because his shoe's got a nail in it. He says, I Wait, think the, the actual phrasing that I wrote down was, can the boy in the car be one? I'm like, why would you think that? 
why would that thought ever cross your mind? Maybe that kid can turn into a car. Unless previous episodes set up the potential of that, but wh- yeah, why would you think that? It's other than, oh, I spilled shit, I spilled tie- uh, nails everywhere, he could have just stepped in it at some point because they're all over the place. Why? Why I mean, would you jump to this? this whole car did disappear. Maybe it makes more yeah. sense to think that, I don't know, maybe the car just turns invisible sometimes. Or it can shrink down into, <laughs> maybe he's got pim particles. He's got a Hot Wheels yeah. right now. I mean, all of that is more realistic than a guy turning into a car. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Particles make more sense. Oh, oh, Turbo Teen in the Avengers. That would be horrifying. Oh, oh he, turn, he turns into the Quinjet. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah, if oh, you could just change helpful. into, like, different vehicles, that would be kind of cool. He could be their intern. Anyway, so they, uh, they, they're they out on the street and... And they they run to Monique again, and this time they get a ride because oh yeah, our car just uh, mysteriously disappeared. Can we get a ride? And yeah. Also, also, I'm here now. Hi. Also, also I'm all wet. I'm wet. <laughs> Don't she get does it in tell my him car. Not get her seat wet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the the Bigfoot is just hiding around a corner, stalking them. Yes, <laughs> and he's all ah. Maybe I can use this random French girl. I'll follow her home. <laughs> Sure, As opposed maybe. to following this kid who I think is maybe Turbo Team. Maybe I should follow him and see if he turns into a car. <laughs> no, I'm just going to follow their random acquaintance. And, oh, hey, good news. Her father is, A, a veterinarian, B, super French. Yeah. He's got a little mustache. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's got a creepy little French mustache. And the mustache is the best Again, there, there's a misspelled sign on their house. Like, He's like Gambit French. Well, no, misspells I... veterinarian. What the hell? Is... <laughs> oh, it, it spells it veterinaritan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means you only eat veterinarians. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> then he's like, oh, hello, Malik. I'm just testing my formula. It, uh, I, I put it on the animals, and they revert to a, a, their, uh, their their former state. And he's like, oh, no, so-, so you can put it on a, a butterfly and turn it into a caterpillar. And he then the Dark Rider just busts in. Extremely you know. sketchy science here. I mean, he's what got like... What kind of veterinarian is this guy? He's just in a, some bare bones building and he's got all these dogs in cages. And he's testing just... formulas on? Yeah, you, your dad is already a secret mad scientist. He's just not an evil mad scientist yet. Like, th- this yeah, accidental discovery is an intervention for him. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so the, the Dark Riders have been watching through the window, and he busts in as all, oh, or perhaps you could turn a dog into a wolf, even though that's a totally different thing than turning a butterfly into a caterpillar. If you put that on a dog, it would turn into a puppy. Yeah, but yes. it's like, that's, that's not a- even what happens in the episode. It, it's... Uh, <laughs> at least it's not a devolution serum. I mean, is it? I don't know exactly what it is, because, surprise, this show doesn't make a lot of sense, because it's about a guy who turns into a car. No, (laughs) all it seems to do is, like, make the dogs angrier and more open to suggestion. I mean, it just makes them kind of feral, yeah. Yeah, they got kind of the pointier teeth, like bigger teeth-ish. Scary red eyes, I guess. Anyway, um... And he just kind of like wrestles this, uh, 
This guy out of the building, yeah. The scientist, and he's all like, you must now do what I say. Like, you don't even have a gun, Dark Rider. You're, and both your hands are occupied. She could go, get a frying pan, hit you over the head, and this is done. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're French. They give up easy. That's the joke. I guess. I like, jeez. <laughs> like, at least, you know, oh, I like I have a super weapon, or I don't know, I'm going to drive my monster truck over your car or something. Yeah, he could really use a henchman. Why doesn't he have a funny henchman? Or a gun. Something <laughs> like, hey, look, I've got this gun. You got to do what I say. All of those. As opposed things. To, I'm just wrestling you with both well, arms. Well, he'd have to have a laser gun because '80s cartoons and shit. Okay, laser gun then. It Sorry. could be a. He ha He's definitely a guy who would have a laser gun. Yeah, I vote that he would definitely have a ra- a laser gun, unless. This is just his holomatter avatar. And so all he can do is have, like, hand weapons, because it doesn't make real weapons. Yeah, he can't make real I weapons. Mean, even just, if he had knives and stabbing implements. I guess, of course, he couldn't have that because, again, 80s cartoon. You definitely couldn't have a knife. Yeah. Anyway, so... Certainly couldn't have all, nunchucks. You know, you know, French girl, you must bring me... I keep wanting to call him Brett Michaels, but it's Brett Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the guy from Poison. No. Uh, is it Brett Hart? Oh, it's possible that Brett Michaels has enough. He has enough STDs that he also turns into a car. <laughs> oh, that would be the best STD. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we cut to uh, cheerleading practice. Um, Alex well, is very no. unwisely. You say that we, we cut to fucking Riverdale, basically. <laughs> yes. yes. Riverdale oh, is weird. This high school is gigantic. Yes. And there's there, th- there's this really Flash Thompson-y guy who is uh, hitting on Patty. Yeah, he's yes. the Archie. He's got red hair. And also he is voiced by Pat Fraley. Yes. Uh, which means that... Uh, some sh- various incidental characters in here. And uh, perhaps best known as Shredder. We need to get back to Dimension X. Oh! <laughs> I don't know, but, but like, it, it, he's a redhead, and there's a blonde girl and a dark-haired girl. It's very, very archy here, and there's even and, a black friend and a dog. Well, and also, um, this there's Flash no Thompson guy kind of has, like, uh, like a henchman who sounds incredibly stupid. Yeah. Yeah, who's, I think he's only in this scene, maybe? Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's the Moose Mansfield, but he sounds yeah. like he has a massive head injury. <laughs> <laughs> Like, moments ago, he just caught, like, some cleats in the back of the skull, and his brain's just leaking out. Oh, no. Duh. Stay out of Riverdale. (laughs) Anyway, so he's... uh, So, anyway, uh, Brett is off-screen getting, like, a box of chocolates for for his lady friend. Uh, Alex is very unwisely putting this dog into a mascot costume that involves pants, and you should never put pants on a dog. No. was he putting pants? I knew there was, there was a shirt on. How do you put it, pants on He's like dog? Was stretching it, it out so it then went also over his back legs. Oh, that... That's, wow, so the animation in this episode is kind of... Well, presumably the whole show is kind of slipshod at times. Like, the the car transformations are lovingly rendered, horrifyingly lovingly rendered, but the rest of the show, like, is kind of cheap. I mean, it's the 80s and it's animation. Was there any... Uh, American animation that wasn't kind of cheap. 
Yeah, no. I mean... We, Between we the years of 1980 and 1990? Transformers, <laughs> we have a wiki full of catalogs of animation errors and miscolorations, that ha- some of which have become toys. Yes. I mean, frankly, the fact that they weren't using stock transformations is pretty impressive. It's, yeah, it is really weird. It's terrible, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So anyway, there is a series of misunderstandings that were, and, um, you know, duplicity on the behalf of this French chick. So he, there's a dance coming up. Uh, Brett ends up going to the dance with the French chick and Patty ends up going with Flash Thompson. <gasps> oh no. And now cut to this dance. Yes. And is this where the licensed sounding music comes up? Yes. Also, they have a big they have a big banner on the wall that says "Let's have a groovy," and then it gets cut off. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just like I that. No at, one in the '80s said groovy. I, lo- I love misspellings and things, as I've already pointed out. But I was looking in all the banners and signs and things, and there was no misspellings. But groovy was weird. <laughs> and at one point, the girls disappear or follow each other, one spying on the other, into what's labeled a cloak room. That's a thing. Like, it's a thing, yes, but I don't remember. It's a thing that was still happening in the 80s. That's like from the 20s or some crap. I mean, they I they called things the cloakroom when I went to school in the 90s. In Canada. In a later shot, they're coming out of what seems like it was the same doorway, and it now says ladies' room. Okay, well... Also, Alex has a, a suitably black girlfriend... <laughs> For being yeah. the black well, friend, we see her for like. Well, I mean, clearly that's not his girlfriend though, because he was hitting on uh, Monique earlier. I guess that's yeah. fair. He says, "Well, like we're the only, uh, we're the only two black people at this uh, incredibly <laughs> white high school. We better go to this dance together." <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's the '80s. We're not quite progressive enough to get away with not doing that. Yeah. Or we could just, like, invent ah, fan fiction that, oh, that's his little sister and he has to dance with her because she's weird, but somehow in the same class because she's a genius and been promoted a few grades or whatever. <laughs> anyway, cut to break dancing. Thankfully, not yeah, the Yeah, because he gets, go- like, Brett gets goaded into break dancing. Yes. Yeah. Basically, like Marty McFly. Yes, yeah. except much lamer. Yeah. Not not nearly as good. And, and so he's break dancing, and but he's he's getting hot. He's gotta he's gotta get out of there. And he he's... ducks out, and he starts turning into a car. And then I just have this in my notes underlined and in all capitals: the car is break dancing. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, car the car is, is break dancing to music that is not appropriate to break dance to at all. Because the what what the homecoming band is playing is an instrumental version of Huey Lewis and the News's "The Heart of Rock and Roll." <laughs> Which yes, was driving very me insane. obviously. Like, because I recognized the song, but there was like a whole minute of songs. Like, what the fuck is this? Why do I know this? Why is it in this cartoon? Thankfully, at least you two know what the fuck it was. The heart yes. of rock and roll is still beating. It's it's so yeah. explicitly that song. Why? How? <laughs> now we know why it's not on DVD. I mean, that maybe it it may fall under what what I will call the kid video clause. And I actually did wonder for a moment if maybe there was some like production license that that covered multiple shows, but kid video was not actually done by any of the same production people. 
Uh, because part of Kid Video's whole conceit was it used a lot of, like, actual popular music from that time. Uh, but actually, Kid Video was Deke. It was on NBC and CBS, whereas this was uh, Ruby Spears and was on ABC. So there's absolutely no kind of licensing crossover that yep. might have been like, well, we already have the license to use current popular music. So, like... Which and that's also why Kid Video will never see a DVD release. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's like I guess it's, some things are better left hidden. Licensing <laughs> music is very weird. Selling licensed music on DVD now is a massive problem, or streaming it to various degrees. But like, you will find the weirdest songs in the weirdest places, like uh, theme songs from various Hollywood movies in Japanese quiz shows. <laughs> Which is always a bizarre thing. But look, when you aren't you that. aren't you glad now that we have cold slither, so we don't have to worry about these these <laughs> sorts of things? This is why yeah. there was stock fake popular rock music in Transformers and GI Joe, was so yes. they didn't Thank have goodness. this sort of licensing nightmare. But I mean, if they did really want to release it on DVD, they could go in and like dub over you know just change the music here but if they did for the if kid they video, still had separate tracks they would have to I have, have the audio heard different for the tracks kid video uh kid video got vhs releases that Ooh. didn't have the licensed music ah. uh, possibly also betamax well, but probably well, yeah, but just vhs that was vhs so that would have been made closer to the time when the show was actually running trying to get the shit now yes. would be weirder and trying to get it when it's like an extremely well known and pop. Yeah. I mean, even now, like it's a known and popular song. So that's just it's. It was very strange to have this extremely obvious song, and it's just the instrumental version. But still, yeah. yeah. So that was weird, but not. It was. Almost weird enough to distract from the fact that he is now turned into a car and the car is now dancing. A dancing car. He is popping and locking. That, that <laughs> it's, it's so cartoony and ridiculous, like more so than the rest of the show. And then he falls into a pool. But the car isn't cartoony. It's just also. Well, the he, action so of the goes, tires is very cartoony. He goes outside. He he at least has the sense to take this outside. But there are obviously some some like lingering dance guests outside who are all having exactly the appropriate reaction to this, <laughs> which is you get cuts to a couple of their faces of this them just being like, "What the yeah. hell is?" This? Yeah. <laughs> and then yes, he falls into a pool and he's cooled off now, so he turns back into a person. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. just. Oh my the school, god, this show. Like, the, they're having a dance in the school gym, and yet there's a this giant Olympic-sized swimming pool next to that, and there's a huge theater department that's like a, a giant studio filming building nearby. Yeah, this, this school is huge. It's huge yes. and weird, and, and like, well, with the giant pool there, it made me think, wait, are we in an anime high school? What? <laughs> yes, the... The theater building, definitely, it was like Warner Brothers back lot. Like, when you have something like towards the end of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, where yes. it actually takes Shite. place at the studio, and it looked like that kind of building. 
Which is not what actual high school theaters, <laughs> theater departments look like at No. All. Not even in America. Uh, so, yeah, he ends up, uh, he, he ends up in the pool. There is a close encounter uh, with the Dark Rider and Monique's uh, duplicity is revealed. And so they... Dun, dun. they they come up with a plan to lure in the Dark Rider because there's a homecoming parade the next day. And so um, he disguises himself as a float. <laughs> but unfortunately, and they do succeed in capturing the Dark Rider using some sort of stolen construction equipment to catch his... Yeah! Where did yeah, Alex well, get that crane? Alex just has a crane! <laughs> well, the, there, there was the... the condemned section of, of a, a post-apocalyptic movie that's nearby. Maybe just somebody left the keys in it and he drove it. Th- I don't know. And, and, oh, and uh, <laughs> Frenchie and Archie are walking by a malt shop <laughs> at, at this point. It's like, this really is Riverdale. Was there an Archie cartoon before this that they had leftover backgrounds from? Uh, I mean, there was blocks? definitely one. There was one in the, I the think 70s. Was later, though. Oh. I mean, I know there was one later. And then there was the one that uh, had sugar sugar in it. You uh, know. I think there was, well, that, there was one in the late the 60s, apparently. Yeah, that's yeah that'd be the one. Let's see. And there was a mystery uh, one. One in the 70s. Jughead or something. Ah, here we go. Uh, this is a little later, in fact. Uh, the new Archie's from 1987. Yeah, oh. that's the one I was thinking of other than the one... And that was which, Filmation. ...that Sugar Sugar came from. Okay. Oh. Oh, hey, and that one's... Um, that one must have been uh, dubbed in Canada because it's got Allison Court in it. Uh, uh-huh. Animated cartoon Jubilee. Ooh. Oh. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Anyway, so, uh, he escaped, he, he, I guess, gets out of his, he ends up capturing Rusty, the dog, instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause they oh, get, no. the, somehow, this little sports car drags the Dark Rider's Bigfoot in a giant net to the construction thingy to pull it up in the air, and then the Dark Rider has this piece of meat, and the stupid dog goes after the meat. <laughs> He gets trapped. He's just carrying a steak. I mean, I realize he had this plan involving turning dogs. So he had, he's, he's like, got this, this lab with these dogs and he's got this ridiculous French scientist tied up. And he's like, oh, my plan is to, to turn these dogs into wolves to prove that Brett, <laughs> Brett is his car. And I'm like, how do those two things connect? <laughs> How are those two things yeah, related? I don't think I don't think it's until the the dog runs up to get in the net and get the meat that the dog actually makes a noise and it's really obvious it's Frank Welker making nibbler yep. dog noises. Yes. Frank Woofer. Yeah. So he he gets away with his dog. Uh we cut back to the lab where the scientist is chained up. And the Dark Rider explains his insane theory to him, and he's all, no, that is impossible. A boy cannot be a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 
And then uh, the Dark Rider has the great quote, as a fellow scientist, you must know that nothing is impossible, which that's the opposite <laughs> of science. No, no, no. A boy cannot be a car. A mother can be a car, but not a boy. <laughs> and she, even she doesn't go from mother to car. She's just always a car. Well, yeah. It was a permanent oh, transformation. So creepy. Anyway, so he he uses this formula. He turns these dogs into monster dogs. And very underwhelmingly, these are not wolves of doom. These are vaguely mean dogs. They're just meaner. and, (laughs) And somehow they listen to everything he says. Which is like, how, why, do you hypnotize them? What the fuck's going on? And yeah, he sends them after Brett Matthews. Like, how are they finding him? <laughs> Especially because as we find out, he's at home asleep. Which, I'm sorry, if my cat had just been kidnapped, I realize I'm unreasonably fond of my cat, but if my cat had just been kidnapped by my nemesis, I wouldn't be at home. I would just go <laughs> yeah. home and go to bed. <laughs> well, uh, also, we're... I have some serious questions about what time it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. But like, we all do. Because as we find out later, there's a football game going on and people are eating dinner. What time does this kid go to bed? Yeah, he's... Okay, well, he... he the Dark Rider is sending his own dog to go get him, so that's... At least that dog knows where the fuck he's going. But yeah, Maybe he's, he's laying... He's depressed. He's laying in he's bed so depressed. He's so depressed that his dog got kidnapped that he's he, just like, I can't. I'm just he's gonna go a, to bed. He's got a blanket pulled up on him. He's laying in bed, but he's talking out loud with his eyes closed to himself, discussing what's happened during the day. He's like, oh, I miss my dog. I wonder what happened to him. I'm shit. I'm declaring that he's just depressed here. He's, this is just depression. He's just like, I'm. everything is terrible. I'm yeah, just going to go lie down. Okay, so his dog and the other dogs jump in the window, wrestle him in bed, Somehow the dogs tie him up in his own blanket and start dragging him through the house. And don't just maul him to death. And and his mom is like, hey, keep keep it down out there, Brett. Like, do you not hear the dog noise? <laughs> yes. Oh, your son's what do you think he's doing? Uh, well, maybe the dog, maybe Frank Welker dog does a lot of talking. Who knows? But maybe dog noises. As he's going down the stairs, he starts to transform into a car to get out of the blanket. The stairs are wide enough for him, and he's being an idiot. Dogs also chase cars. You're not saving yourself. <laughs> well, he doesn't turn into a car on purpose. It's just, again, if you throw a blanket over him, uh, he gets warm enough to turn see, into a thing. car. That wasn't clear to me. I just, I didn't get that. It just seemed like every time he was transforming to a car, it seemed like, oh, I need to transform to a car now. Or I, there's no reason for it. Because I didn't get the warm shit. And uh, anyway, somehow, despite uh, uh, being a, a car in this house, the house is not completely destroyed. I mean, we saw Bumblebee, <laughs> and that's a car, and where you know he goes into a house and destroys it, and he's just like a guy, like a big guy with arms and legs. This is a car with wheels. Yeah, again, he's just gonna be crashing into everything. The doorway. the architecture is just conveniently car friendly. And also, you think he's making too much noise with these dogs? Do you not hear a car <laughs> driving in your house? Well, it's only seven o'clock at night. It's like it's time to go to bed in this house. <laughs> I put earplugs in and headphones on. I don't hear anything. 
So he goes down the one-lane stairway, backwards through a doorway into the kitchen, tosses the dogs on a table, which somehow knocks, I think it's a bowl of cereal, onto him. And like a pitcher of milk, Something. and why is this on the table after everybody's gone to bed? You're going to get up, that milk's going to be warm. <laughs> Maybe well, Dad's still awake, we don't see him, if he exists. It's... Is it- well, I, again, dad, if he's downstairs, why can't he hear I a mean, car? It's clearly the milk is still cold enough to turn him back distressingly into a human. Oh, I thought somehow him turning into the car would be bad. Somehow him turning back is worse. <laughs> yeah. It's the way it lingers on his butt. Yes. Uh, it always lingers on the butt. <laughs> like, we get it. Like, the front end of And, I mean, although, thankfully, at least it's a thing where, like, his clothes, no matter what the clothes are, always change yes. with him. Yes, and they, they, they change back. Although, at one point, we do see the, the dogs mm. pulling at his pants, and we don't see his ass because it's not colored. He's just all co- solid-colored blue pajamas, thankfully. <laughs> Maybe the, like, turning into a car just smooths him out. He's got nothing going on down there. It's like a Ken doll. Uh, no wonder he's trying to find a cure. Oh. Uh, anyway, he ends up in captured by the scientist. He's also chained up. Um, and, uh, you know, the the uh, the Dark Rider is saying, oh, hey, I, I bet you're secretly Turbo Teen, aren't you? And he's like, like no, that's... Uh, a person turning into a car. That's that's dumb. That would never what? <laughs> no, I'm not a car. No. Oh, yeah? Well, what if I threatened to unleash all these mean dogs all over the city? <laughs> then you'd have to tell me that you were Turbo sure Team. Sure, you got, like, like this plan is terrible. dogs that'll convince me? Like, I'm how chained does, to a wall, dude. What the fuck? How does he know this guy isn't a sociopath? How does this guy... How does he know this guy isn't just, like... Sure, let wolves run all over the well, city. Well, presumably, I mean, in previous episodes, Turbo Teen has been, you know, saving the day and fighting crime and stuff. Yes. From neighborhood cats or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I mean, clearly he knows that he's like a hero, and I'm the Dark Rider, so I'm a bad guy. So if I threaten to do a bad thing, he'll tell me that to stop me from doing the bad thing, even though the bad thing is very non-menacing. <laughs> Like, I don't know, they're just they're just mean dogs. Mean dogs exist. Yes. Just, you know, get a guy with a trank gun or something. They're just a feral pack. Yeah, call in animal control and there you go. Or again, this guy, you know, this is kind of the uh, extreme solution here, but he turns into a car. He can probably run all these dogs over. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, uh, which kind of is what happens almost. <laughs> At least what happens is ridiculous. Anyway, so luckily, they, this I before he can oh, reveal right. his identity, uh, Alex and Patty pull up in what appears to be Turbo Teen, but is in fact a okay, piece of cardboard they, attached to their regular yes, car. This is like a Volkswagen convertible. This is incredibly stupid. It's I, very bad. I thought it was a Citron or something like that, but like. D- d- his two friends come over, see him chained up in the basement. It's like, oh no, we have to help. They run away. Like a minute later, they come back with a cardboard reproduction of his car. <laughs> yes. Yes, they, they do. Did they have that pre-made? It's, it's not like a, Did they just make that in a minute? And it's not even a shell that fits over the car. It's just like one side. Yeah. So if the Dark Rider slightly cranes his neck, he'll see the rest <laughs> of the car. 
did they have publicity stills of life size made? Why? Maybe. Why is this a thing? <laughs> this this is a very Scooby Doo thing. It is, but the show isn't being as ridiculous as Scooby Doo, other than the body horror car. I mean, there's no talking dog in this. No. <laughs> anyway, so they he. I guess the Dark Rider realizes that, oh, I guess he's not uh, the Turbo Teen. <laughs> oh, well. So so the Dark Rider runs outside to get in his giant monster truck to, I guess, run over Turbo Teen or chase him. But it takes him like five minutes to warm up the car. <laughs> well, I in mean... the meantime, Turbo Teen gets out by transforming back into a car because, I guess, the basement's warm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, basement's famously warm. (laughs) (sighs) And uh, these these dogs are now running into, like, a hotel where there's a banquet or something going on. Or no, sorry, there's a football game. Yes, they go back to the football game that's currently in progress where... Of course, our, homecoming game, of course. Our, uh, our French exchange student is there with her father because she's a cheerleader and he's... Uh, well, see, he escaped because he had to, please, let the dogs chew through my ropes and I will not try to help or anything. I will just go to this football game. <laughs> and he's all, oh, I, I, I have the antidote. If only I could get to the dogs. <laughs> and Turbo Teen's solution to getting the dogs after driving onto the football field, is to flip himself over, like, car belly up, have the dogs run at him, and then just, they happen to get near his tires, and then they get thrown over onto a table? Ow! (laughs) Why? What? What? Like, these dogs are pulp. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, they they at least have a tire burn on them. Anyway, so they, they the impact. It's yeah, so so they get the formula, but Rusty does not, and so he goes on the run. He escapes this football team. He goes to like a hotel where a fancy banquet is going on. Yeah, you know, which again, yeah. lots of conveniently car-sized spaces. And this dogs runs like onto this table, grabs the steak, <laughs> as wolves are known to do. And now the Dark Rider is caught up, and they're chasing. There's like a chase over a bunch of. Ta- oh, on the t- over the roofs of a bunch of buildings. Yeah how 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 did I didn't did they go up through a parking garage or something? How did they get on the roofs? I, Why are they on the roofs? How are they jumping from roof to roof? Like, okay, fine. Car with rocket ass boosting can jump from one building to another. How is a Bigfoot truck jumping across streets, <laughs> gaps between buildings? And then why is there, like, a cart full of oil on the top of one of these buildings? What the fuck? There's a cart full of oil. At one point, he, he's gonna, he's falling, but then he bounces. There's just a truck with a giant mattress in it that he yeah, well, bounces off. That, that's that's after he bounces, like, off the side of a building, and he lands on another building. Then he jumps on a car with a mattress, a truck with a mattress. And there's an Eat a Joe's sign, which distracted me from this madness. <laughs> that's a gag I haven't seen in a while. Eat a Joe's. Eat a Joe's. It's and like it it becomes Fast and the Furious 9 for no reason with this 
final confrontation. Oh god. I mean, I think the way the Fast and the Furious series is going, I would not be entirely surprised if at one point Vin Diesel turns into a car. <laughs> Has has there been an intelligent car yet? There really shockingly be. not. Hey, there really should be a fucking Knight Rider in one of those movies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they, they got a freaking super villain in the next one. Yes, my God, that, that that truth, Idris Elba, who's just got like a super soldier serum. Oh, so yeah. good. It's getting more ridiculous, and I like it. That I might movie... actually have to go see this one. That movie is like I wrote the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> All the characters I mean, I, snarking at each other. I have an enormous weakness for Jason Statham movies. Yeah. It's not a bad one to have. I haven't seen a rock movie in a while. I mean, I, I listen. I just appreciate that he is an action star who is balding and does not shave his entire head. He's just, hey, look at it. I'm bald. What are you going to do about it? He's British. Well, it is. It is kind of becoming the point where bald action stars seem to be more common than than long haired action stars. I mean, it's Haired not, action stars, but it's not. All. I mean, he doesn't have a shaved head like Vin Diesel or no. It's just um or the Rock. He's got he's like got a Picard going on, right? Like there's still the remnants of his original hair there. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so the. Uh, the Dark Riders monster truck ends up going into the river or the ocean or wherever this is taking place. I think I saw palm trees, so I think they're in yeah. California. It it has a very like California feel, like eighties things often. Did. Well, I mean, it's California, and everybody drives everywhere, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But I luckily for him, was on the East Coast, but sure. Anyway, luckily for him, uh, his monster truck also floats. <laughs> drives away on the water like you do and they're just That's like oh he can dr- he can drive on the oh, water he oh got well away. yeah oh he I... got away alert the coast guard something <laughs> maybe the actual authorities i mean at no point do we see the police in this show it's possible they don't no. exist and the only law <laughs> is turbo teen <laughs> oh god no <sighs> Or it's, you know, the police are just like, okay, there's a guy in a monster truck fighting, like, a super intelligent car. Let them fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because this insane car chase, there should be, like, a Blues Brothers amount of cop cars on the scene here. Yes. Oh, yeah. John Candy is putting down his orange whip and getting into action. <laughs> Uh, but no, no, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're given the antidote to, uh, to the dog and, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're all happy and laughing and everything's okay until next week, except for, uh, our friend Brett's horrifying <laughs> curse. <laughs> Who thought this show was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, why? It's, it's such a dumb idea. Badly animated, and, like, this specific episode, like, it's so convoluted for such a stupid idea of (laughs) this plot with the dogs and trying to trick a child into proving he's a car? What? (laughs) Why? And you you know what I did love about this, though? Uh, We we got this off YouTube. Yes. uh, Because God knows nobody's actually going to claim the copyright on this thing. No. And it was taped off, like, a broadcast in 1985, commercials and everything. 
Uh, there's there's a schoolhouse rock at the end of it. There's a promo for the upcoming Ewoks cartoon over the credits. Yes. Yep. I wanted to watch that instead. And all of the ads are for either A, toys, or B, flagrantly unhealthy foodstuffs. <laughs> yes. yes. Pop-tarts and cookie crisps. I see. Also, I absolutely had that She-Ra, so go me. Go six-year-old me. Oh. So this show is 22 minutes a solid nightmare. <laughs> Like I said, it would be yeah. one thing if, like, he just transformed for, like, important plot moments, but it's, like, every few minutes. It's just... And they're every single one of them is uniquely and lovingly hand-animated. Like, if you're doing this thing and it's dumb, just have a thing where he spins around or there's a flash of light. Yeah. Or it's, it's like Sailor Moon and he, like, turns into, like, like a like a glittering silhouette and, like, stretches out into a car. Yes. Or you just... Like, have, like, a couple of quick shots, like, a hand becomes a tire, like, his back becomes a T-top or something. But no, it's the whole transformation, not just quick cuts. It's, why? Why? They lovingly linger. Why do we have to see his face stretch out and, and become, like, weirdly twisted and, and morphed and it looks painful, and yet he's smiling the whole time, and it points like his face before it becomes a car looks sort of like, is that Robin Williams? Is that George Washington? What is going on? Like, it needs to be either less cartoony or more cartoony. Like, if it's yes. if it's like a Hanna-Barbera thing where he turns into, like, yeah, like, like a Cars-type car, where yeah. he's got, like, the headlight eyes and, like, like the, the mouth buggy. grill, and he's like, hey, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm your, it's me, Turbo Teen, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, but no. no, he's just he's just imprisoned in this metallic shell. Only his voice coming out of the supercomputer on this car. <laughs> it's it's baby's first body horror, which makes me perfectly understand like why I only maybe saw like one or two episodes of this, and instead watched pole position because the cars looked cooler. Those were and those were just regular cars that weren't people. Yes, they were they were regular cars, but they had like computer personalities in them. They were talking cars, they just didn't have body Oh, well, I didn't see, this they is were. why I, I got into Transformers, which was cars who were much more interesting people. Yes. Honestly, they were, they all I know, teenagers. All I know about Pole Position is that it had a really sweet 80s theme song. Oh, it has the best theme that's song. Pretty, that's well, a Shuki Levy okay, one, one of the it? top ten. I think uh, so. Probably it's really good. So. <laughs> then probably. Pole Position. Well, maybe not the best theme song. This is top ten theme songs, I guess. I mean, there's always a uh, mask. That's right. uh, I'm fond of Jace and the Wheeled Warriors because it's so 80s. Yeah. I, it's so cheesy and so good and ridiculous. Alf. I mean, yes, speaking yes. This doesn't have much of a theme song. I kind of wanted, like, lyrics describing how this guy turned into a car. No, so, we just no, we get just get a narrator narration. telling I us that. I feel instead. like there was a point there in the eighties where we went because Mighty Orbots had that kind of narrative opening too. I feel mm. like we had a transition from that to the the Shuki Levy more like instrumental musical. Yeah, I think most like serious shows. St- I think most serious shows stopped having like lyrical themes where you'd have lyrics describing the show with the exception of Transformers which is kind of like a retro thing. Yeah. And yes, uh Pole Position is definitely one of his. I double checked. 
Mm. But, yes. Uh, so this was, uh, this was a terrible mistake, but we did it all the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, put my money where my mouth was and stopped just trying to convince my, my younger friends and co-workers that this is a thing that really existed and actually tracked down an episode and subjected myself to it and discovered that it was even more horrifying than remembered. So that is pole position. God willing, we will be no, back uh, next week not. with more Transformers Prime. It was It was so bad that your brain just had to replace it with pole position just then. Oh, I did. Oh, God. <laughs> your brain is already trying to overwrite that parts of your memory. <laughs> uh, yes, we will be back next week with a show where people act, where people who are supposed to turn into cars turn into cars. Yes. Much more interesting people turn into cars. And the children do not. Oh, so until next week, folks, you can find us all over the internet. We're on both Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we also have a Patreon. Yes, uh, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where you can check out our other podcasts. Uh, we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting expenses and other expenses. That is at uh, patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, and for the month of March, we are talking Captain Marvel. Ooh. Uh, we will still figure out what month of April will be. That's right. If I'm, you have I'm any still, suggestions, Patreons, give us a ring. I'm still pushing for Condor Man on behalf of one of our listeners. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I can dig that up. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And David. They say the heart of